Welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, my guest today is super talented. He's an MC, writer, entrepreneur, mixed martial artist, an army veteran. Um, ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to the great Thomas Chung. Welcome to the show, brother. How are you doing? Hey, pretty good. Pretty good. How's everything? Good, that was, good, that good. was a very, very kind-hearted intro you had there right uh, there. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> um big congratulations you just graduated got your associate's degree you know yes thank hands. you thank you thank you i know thank it was you. a very hard hard work and determination process it was yes, a process yes. on and off you know just years yeah. going, uh years going by between work and the military and stuff like that it was I, it was a process i, I feel you i i think I'm still on my fourth semester. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's, it's for me, it's difficult because, you know, I got a family, so I'm, I'm the main provider and, and, uh, you know, it became difficult because I worked and school and home sometimes work and just school and come late from home to home, you know? So it, it, I, I, it's not that I, you know, I would call it dropout. Yeah. Is that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I have to focus on my priorities it's the stint in between and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like you're taking like, it's like, okay, I can squeeze this in the, this mm-hmm. semester in here. Yeah. 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 And my, my last semester was the pandemic. Yeah. So I was, uh, you know, I, I, I was, I was talking to you before I was an operation manager. I was running sites in four different States and, you know, I would come from deep New York to, to a class at six o'clock and journal square, fucking no parking anywhere. Oh yeah. Uh, then the pandemic hit, and um, they didn't know what to do. So like weeks would pass, and uh, they were basically failing us because they didn't have, they still didn't have the, the like the online virtual learning still. So oh, yeah. like you know, I remember one day I was like, listen, that's you know, I'm paying out of pocket for this, and and I don't think it's fair. I'm, I'm failing when you're not prepared. You know, I run such and such sites, you know, uh, you know, I did basically give them a brief description of what I'm doing and I'm still trying to get my education. And the lady said, you know what? Uh, I apologize. That's our fault. Uh, I'll give you the B, a B for the whole semester and I'll pass you. Man, that ain't bad, man. Yeah. That ain't bad. Yeah. And listen, I remember, uh, yeah, it was, it was tough for like the first, uh, the first semester of like the whole pandemic situation mm-hmm. because like not everybody knew like what um, application they were going to use. Were they, was they going to use um, conference and canvas? Were they going to use zoom? Mm-hmm. Like all the students who were like uh, just familiar with different applications, they were like, we could just use discord or Google voice or Uvu. Like, yeah. Or yeah. Skype. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what it is? It's, it's, like like you go to discord it's it's like that's like a gaming app uh, software application so it's like you got to make it more the 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 simpler the better right so like in this case i chose zoom because it's the simple the is the simplest thing all i have to do is send the link you know if you don't have the app it just opens opens up your your internet browser and boom you're in um rather than than these other applications, this you have to download a software. You got you need a login, excuse me, uh, or if you don't have a login, you need to create an account. It's too much. Yeah, speaking of like Zoom, like 
uh, one of the essays that I actually wrote for school, like one of the last essays, it was actually about um, for like a business class and like things that we would take from what occurred during the pandemic. And I was like, one of the things I would argue for was the fact that I think Zoom, like having like just meetings, interviews through Zoom should be kept and how you can turn like, if you have people work from home, a lot of businesses could turn like all their offices and buildings that they're renting out into like, they can sell those off, turn them into apartments for like low income housing mm-hmm. and save so much money off of it. Cause that's what it seems like a lot of businesses are yeah, doing nowadays. The, like uh, the company I, I, I parted ways from, uh, we lost a lot of business because like it's difficult because some business are actual services. Meaning when I say service, meaning like physical services so like if you're a construction company if you're like a cleaning company all those are physical like it's manual labor so and i and you know ideally in the real world that wouldn't work so you know at the end of the day uh america and not just america the world the you know everything moves out of manual labor so if you don't have manual labor, the you know the world's not going to move. So we lost a lot of business because you know um, a lot of people work from home, like if you're in accounting or uh, I don't even call it like um, what do you call these mother- like guest services, a lot of things. Teachers, yeah. you can work from home. So you know they were good. Uh, I miss. Uh, I wish I would have like. I wish I would I would have had that experience. Like, even though off the pandemic, having that virtual, because uh, as you know, there's some like, like uh, some classes that they read, they, they want you to read a chapter, right? And then oh, yeah. uh, like discuss it. So you get points from discussing it and, and whatnot. And it's difficult because you, you'll, you'll write something and you'll, you'll submit it. And yeah. then like either a couple of hours later or maybe two or three later, because it's, it's, you have a whole week, like even weekends count. And like, you know, people take a while to discuss, but if it was virtually, you could really interact and find that discussion and everybody could get their points. Oh, yeah. And and show their point of views. Like it's that that conversational feel about it, whereas like you can put it in last minute, don't know if Mm -hmm. anybody's going to respond. Because a lot of my teachers were doing that as well, where like we would submit, they'll give us like a little question. We submit a paragraph, respond to two people and you're done yeah. don't really know if they're going to respond back but mm-hmm. if you were in person or how we are right here it'd yeah, be yeah. easier yeah to converse and, and, and then you know because it's a point process uh, a lot of people weren't getting their points because if somebody like I will, I will i will you know i will post my opinion on something so somebody would respond either either um posting their opinion you know, a different opinion of what I wrote or just giving me more reinforcement on what I wrote. And some days, you know, like three days straight, nobody would respond. Then at last minute, somebody would go respond and, you know, I got to go and check. I didn't have enough time. Uh, So um, what's your major? What did you mean? Oh, I got it in, I got my associates in English or nice. associates in liberal arts. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. So I was taking a lot of writing classes, 
writing a lot of essays, writing a lot of discussion responses mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I had like the like one of my probably like one of my favorite uh, teachers that I had at Hudson was uh, Professor Joseph Gallo. Mm-hmm. Like he was he he taught theater and stuff like that. Like I just took it because. I wanted to learn every aspect of various forms of writing, not just um, just uh, like narrative, like uh, essays and creative writing, short stories. I also want to learn the theater aspect of it. I want to learn how to write plays because mm-hmm. I believe from writing plays, you'd be able to write uh, compelling like screenplays that can be turned into movies and things like that. But like he taught me a lot, like just um, like his experience, like him discussing his experience on Broadway and like his varied, like his numerous, numerous, numerous um, amounts of plays that he's, he's gone to see and stuff like that. And just giving me like a breakdown of like scene structure, like what's a play and things like that. So, so what do you, what do you like, what's, what do you inspire to be as, as an English major? Uh, I'm, you know, just where you're saying you're, you want to be a writer. Oh yeah. So what, what inspired that transition to, to do that um i've loved writing since i was a kid i probably like i wrote like my whole life it's weird because like i started uh i want to say in the second grade mm-hmm. probably the second grade was when like officially like just started just pursuing it like just writing not knowing why like it was just something that i did i had a notebook i would write like little stories down in the fifth grade, I had transfer schools. I went from Cordero to Golden Door and like made friends with like my boy Daryl and like Sean. And I just take like, just write like episodes for them. I just write like uh, a chapter or something that I was working on and just slide it to them. And like every, it just be like every other day I'd have like a new, they'd be like, hey, do you have like that new, continuation of the story you're working mm-hmm, on and it's just be like here you go man here you go i got you and like that's just like it just uh motivated me more to want to create more and things like that that's dope yeah. that's dope because that also helps like if you you know like i said in the beginning uh thomas chung here's an mc got yeah. mad bars yo <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that also that also plays a part of it Cause like um, I know for me, just uh, yeah, around the same time, like second grade, like it goes with like like I had a love for poetry, had a love for writing, and like the more that I read, the more inspired I was to write. Heard like just different, uh, grew up around like music, like just uh, salsa, merengue, mm-hmm. and hip hop. So like those are like the three main things that were played in my house. So it's just like, oh, I remember just writing some like little piece called like the shock box. <laughs> and it just, it was just there. Like, it was just like, uh, like just pretty, pretty good. I'd say it was good. I'm not saying I was ass. I've never been ass as a rapper. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so like, what's your, like, which like when it comes to like emceeing, right? What's what would you say more is more your genre? Like, do you you know you go deep in poetry and talk about life and whatnot, or like are you like one of these these rappers that spit bars and fucking rap about cars and bling and and talk about all this shit they don't have and they're still in the hood? 
Oh, no, 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 no. For me, like, I'm very, uh, um, I would say that I am very much like a linguist with things, but also I'm like a braggadocious linguist where like, um, I'm very, I have a love of words. Mm. So it's just like, I like messing around with words, seeing how I can break them down and just create like sentences and how I can like just reassemble them and come up with like different lines that are just unique, that are unique, which is why it takes me, like it would take me a lot. Cause like, it's just like, I'll write something and just constantly like replay, like just Rolodexes in my head. Like, has anyone said this before? Has mm-hmm. this been said? Or like, I'll send something to like my boy, um, Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I'll just be like, Hey, um, have you heard this line before? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he'll just be like, Oh, that's a tough line, but have you heard it before? <laughs> and it's just like, no, I haven't. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you, like do you like in your in your future do you want to be become like an, a successful MC or just something that you just do as therapy like something for fun um what i want to do is like my i would probably say like because writing is like my main passion what i wanted and like music is just like a it's just an add-on to that. Like, just writing mm-hmm. lyrics has always been, like, an add-on to that. So what I wanted to do was um, actually probably come out with, like, a book or an audio drama, something. Like, come out yeah. with a piece of art, but also not, like, come out with a soundtrack to it as well. Mm. Yeah, because that's something that I also want, where, like, I'm writing, like, songs that, um coincide with the story that i'm telling like like something and, like 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 something that um uh like what kendrick lamar did for uh the the lion king movie the, uh, the live that, action the black the black panther yeah yeah, the like black, that. The, yeah i thought he produced also the lion king i know he did the black panther but oh no 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 that was beyonce on the lion king i think oh got it yeah but yes yeah, something like that but more so what RZA did for the man with the iron fist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that where like he um, produced and wrote the movie and like uh, he also did the soundtrack. Got it. Got which it, means got it. that, yeah, which means that I'm gonna have to get like some money together so I can get Wiz Khalifa on the soundtrack. <laughs> it's weird. It's very weird for me. Cause like, it's like, I'm not, I wasn't the biggest Wiz Khalifa fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I really wasn't. He was a, like, my brother was a big fan of his. I, I honestly thought Wiz Khalifa was like a one-hit wonder, honestly. Oh, no, no. Like, he has a bunch of songs. Yeah. Like, I went down to Georgia, and I got, like, two mixtapes of his. Like, I was given, like, two mixtapes of his. I think it was Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever was one of them, I believe. And, like, I came back. Brother my got brother, bars. My brother grew attached to it. But like I was just like, oh, okay, he's he's alright. But on any music soundtrack, if I hear him on a movie soundtrack, it's it sounds usually, good, yeah. It yeah. sounds good. And the soundtrack is usually dope. So I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, I need a Wiz Khalifa feature on any soundtrack that I do for <laughs> anything. <laughs> I don't care what it is, he needs to be on the soundtrack. 
what's your what's your um writing process do you like just like when you got an idea write everything down then take a moment you know let a couple of days pass to, then look at it and reread it then i'll start structuring it um my writing process is i'm an outliner i'm an outliner like there are various forms where like people can sit there and do it from the seat of their pants like it's like you can like the two main ones are like you outline or you see the pants of I can't see the pants of any I can't. What, what, for for those you know listening and watching the the video version what what's an outline and what is a what's the pants that you said yeah like uh the outliner is like you break everything down like you write uh you write out the plot mm. you write out the characters like what's the character's motivation you mm. write out um like a chapter breakdown mm-hmm. or uh, what I've been using recently, what I just started using was the save the cat, like outline where like you have like opening image uh, theme act one, you break it down by acts like rising action, all other stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's been helping me out a lot as well with just like coming up with like, uh, cause I can go from that outline, turn that outline into a summary turn that summary into and then from there um just progress with like the chapter breakdown and stuff have you have you ever gotten um like writer's block like do you suffer that yes are you like 50 cents that he 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 gets writer block when the check don't go through I haven't been paid. I haven't been paid for anything I've written yet. No, so, soon, soon. You, well, yeah. well, well, soon because uh, you just got signed to Dream Inspire Tain Studios, right? To develop yeah. a script. How's yeah. that going? It's going pretty well. Pretty well. You know the weekly meetings, outlining everything, getting up. the characters broken down and stuff like that. That's what's up. Oh, That's yeah. what's up. Uh, you also became an investor, right, on um, Black Sands Comics. Yeah. Yeah. How's like, that going? That's, that's been going really well, actually. Because, like, uh, he's a military vet. He's um, very pro, like... Um, he, I know he's pushing. very pro, proactive in social media. Yeah, he's he's very um, pro-Black creator. Because yeah. he feels like there isn't... Not even just Black, Black, just... Minor, he's very pro-minority creator. Like, Black, Spanish, Asians, it's like... Mm-hmm there doesn't seem to be that much of a, a space for black writers. So he was just like, I want to give them that opportunity and that space in order for them to like publish their works and stuff like that. Got and it, it. yeah, like just being a vet, I was like, I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah. And I can get behind like that motivation of just like, having that like space for like black creators and brown creators and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I did I did cover my, uh, my research on uh, the investment part. Are you is the is he giving stocks uh to invest within the company or with the app? Um what he's done is like when he uh I believe back in February, he had um like an opening where people were able to invest in a company. I invested in the publishing app that he has which he's um, just uh, pushing that to basically like get more like creators on and stuff like that. But soon he's going to re he said he's going to reopen things so that people can invest in the company as well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's something I want. I would like to invest in the company. Yeah. Because the, the mm, 
the company. It's more, yeah. it's more, it's more secure in the company. Oh yeah. Because the app app can always uh, upgrade, develop, a new one can come out. Yeah, and uh, the app that the app that he has is very. Um, he had it reviewed by like um, investors and stuff like that, like um, just like random. Uh, yeah, he had it reviewed by like an investment team, and they just said like it's very interactive. Like they can see this just progressing into yeah, something yeah. great and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, if, if if it's like you're saying, it's you know we're, you know for we're for you know the low income demographic, you know, and have this door open this opportunity because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of writers, there's a lot of people with you know with ideas, just finding the right you know sometimes finding the right people to jo- you know join that adventure with or just finding the money, you yeah, know? you know sometimes you you don't have the capital. So, you know, you go and trust somebody to create the stream and, you know, they'll, they'll take it from you. And that's, that's one of the things that uh, I like about him. Cause like, he's like, he can start you out. Like if you're into like working with him and getting your things published through him, like, it's like, I start like, it's like, because I'm doing this and able to fund this. So, and I have this Patreon behind where people are throwing money into the company and I can put it into my writers. Like, He's like, I'm able to start you out a lot higher than mm. what a regular like publishing company would do yeah. for you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know, I know the the I know the end game for Dream Inspire Obtain. Um, one of one of the many branches is to publish uh, a publishing company as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I know I've uh, we've talked in the past and you uh, I did my research of so what everything is doing is very positive for the yeah. community. Like so. You know, big up, big up to him. Um, very Manuel, uh, Manuel Godoy. Yeah. Yeah. Very bigs up to him. Um, actually, I joined one of, I joined um, one of his lives and asked him who who's he was talking about. Uh, they're gonna put out uh, episodes, something like that. And I asked yeah. who was um gonna be the director. And he said um, he's giving the the credit to some TikTok guy that that's really popular. Okay. Don't know who he is. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's that sounds dope, man. Um, fucking get it. Do you do you do you personally have anything developing when it comes to publishing? Uh, me, what I want to do is I don't have anything yet, but I'm working on a like I have a little story that I've completed, and I kind of want to. Edited out. I had like an editor, mm-hmm. uh, and um, look, take a look at it. So what I'm gonna do is um, just fix it up and submit it to see if it can like be published. Like my friend Chris uh, Calfat, he does like the art for me. So like probably do like a chapter. You know, break. you know who published the book? Um, Isaiah. Um, he he just started recently new in the jiu-jitsu class. Oh yeah, yeah um, I know um he's like real big into i'm hopefully i have him next week on the podcast talk about a little bit what he's doing now but yeah. one of the things that um i've like just because i know dream inspired tim is is in his future goal is to develop a publishing i i've beginning to do the uh i can't even fucking talk uh beginning to to uh, do some research and you know a lot of people putting out books and like my my thing is like it's with everything right it's the promotion yeah it's the public it is 
you know, the advertisement. You know, I, I just bought um a book not too long ago. I had the, the gentleman, uh, Alman Woodson, a great book, uh, the, the Look Up, a story about overcoming adversity. Uh, and his book is really good, man. It's, it's, it's not a big book. It's, it's a small book, but it's really good. Um, so guys, if you're ever on the link, go check it out. Um, and then, you know, Isaiah and I see these books and like, they don't have a lot of like promotion behind it Yeah. to get, to get um, further, you know? And that's like, it's like the, the podcast, like there's certain platforms that I haven't joined because they'll tell you, you know, come on my platform and I'll get you viewed but they're not how you know how much do you know they're they're expanding your product oh yeah right so you know best advice to give is when you publish your book and everything's said done you know figure figure that out before you sign with anybody because you know some of these companies don't don't put the capital and the cap the most the capital goes most to promotion so you know to, to your product could get out there if not your shit's going to be on the shelf. Right. So, I, have a, I have a few um, advertising ideas. I mean, I've helped out. I don't know. Like, that's one thing that I feel like I'm decent at, like advertising things. Like, because yeah. I, I had a friend, like, uh, that worked in advertising. Like, I just, like, try and just slide her ideas and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, also, like, I have... Probably what I want to do is um, get the character that I'm writing the short story, like the story about, I guess it would be like a novella, like a little mm. novella, it categorized as a novella story. Um, I'd probably get like a Funko Pop made out of it and stuff like that. Mm. And just like do TikToks with it and things. Yeah. So, uh, so futuristically, you know, you got, accessories and an action figure so it, it could be profitable oh yes um yeah. i wanted to ask i know way back you were in uh the uh this group called the uh, jersey city it's yes oh yeah yeah so what's uh, are you still in the group but what, what you know it's like a is that like a a boy band for rap it's a, yeah it's a hip-hop group you know <laughs> four members we like the backstreet boys from the yeah. back streets yeah <laughs> you're gonna be it's the instinct yeah it's myself uh new age digs the prophecy bruno bars yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah jay aaron r.i.p like we were all just like in a in a group where like came together and just decided to like make music that just spoke to people and it was pretty great. Like it is pretty great. We all like get together and just put out new music and stuff like that. So is that yeah. something we're still going on? Oh yes. Yeah. It, yeah. it is like, what's, what's happening? What's next for the group? With the, with the pandemic, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a little bit harder to come together. You know, all us being adults, yeah, just been busy. Like, cause new age has family uh digs works constantly bruno works i work yeah but yeah. like uh been talking just trying to get everything like back together and stuff like that so we can get back in the studio and make more music it's like the, is, is it like something like the slaughterhouse you guys oh yeah yeah 
Yeah. yeah Compare us to Slaughterhouse. Oh, yes. <laughs> Four yeah. dope-ass Jersey City MCs. You know, in New Age, he, he's really good, man. man. Um, I think if he wouldn't focus so much on, like, he, he could actually make it. But he won't actually be a, a, a another white rapper. He could actually yeah. make it. You know, if, if he, like, I remember when uh, Riff Raff came out with that um, uh, Tiptoes and my Jordans. Yeah. I told him he shouldn't jump on that. Because he has that crazy, uh, like wordsmith type of shit, right? Yeah, he's he's quite he's quite hilarious with like the yeah. lyrics that he comes up and, with. And, and he's really he he's really good at, it. like he's emceeing. He's really good at it. But that's something that I you know, if I was a if I would have signed him right, and I and I'm now pro- pushing this product out, yeah. I, I, you know, I would try to make uh, the most commercial music ever. Right. Uh, put them together with these, you know, nice other artists, put them together and, and, and sh- to push them out. I think when it came to the MC part, that's something like when you go on live interviews, that's that's that should be like a secret weapon. Yeah. You know, because, you know, to be an artist in this music, you know, I, I got, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but being an MC is not going to pay the pills, uh, pay the bills. It's not, you know. Unless you want to go to rap battles. I mean, those don't pay much. Right? And he's just yelling at one another, come get this work. Oh, he's going to get this work. (laughs) Yeah, I watch those rap battles. I can't watch those rap battles, y'all. That shit's too influential. (laughs) I I, I, I watch one, and next thing you know, you hear me just walking around the house. You're going to get this work. (laughs) Nah, you're going to get this work. Uh, um, yeah, but New Age, he does have like, I don't know. I think it's like just like life, mm-hmm. life, because he's probably like the busiest person I know. Probably like the most like just like busiest person between like work, like all like everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, he got a lot of stuff going on in his life. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine um, taking on even more. Like, yeah. So I was speaking to him the other day, and he said, like, he was just doing a lot more than and I was just like, yeah, yeah, I can understand. But, like, yeah. he's been, uh, he just dropped, uh, I want to say, like, three songs the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had this mm-hmm. song that I was a fan of. Uh, it's, it's my, it's, I think, My Way with Frank Sinatra hook. Yeah. That's, like, far out my, my favorite song. I remember back in the day, um, you know Big AD, right? Yeah. My boy. He got bars too, bro. He was sleep on him. He'll rip your ass open. <laughs> he got bars. I remember uh we were working, right? And he was writing he, uh he was writing lyrics to to um I think an Adele song. I think it's uh fire or fire something. Oh no, it was I been What's the song? Was it Hello? No, it wasn't Hello. I said Fire to the Rain. Yeah, 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 that one. And he was writing lyrics to it. And Big A.D. was there. He's like, what do you think about this? And Big Big A.D. was like, you know, it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right, you know? And I come listen to that. Yeah, that shit is straight up 
bullshit. That shit <laughs> whack. Right? And he changed the lyrics, yo, because well, he didn't like it was fire, but it's like for me, it's like if you have a song like that, right? Like like the Sapphire Terrain or like Hello or, or like somebody I used to know, like you want to like interpret the same song in your own words as your rapper so it could coincide, right? Yeah. And you have more more room to like it has more room potential to to get out there and people could drive to it but if you like other people that you know write you know write silly fucking bars that have nothing to do with the song right and the song is about heartbreak but yet you're you're rhyming about you know diamonds on your rolex and fucking jordans and you know bling bling like it kind of doesn't make sense but that's my opinion right man i mean yeah everybody raps differently yeah yeah. But now Chung, Chung gives you that six element. <laughs> so like, where, where did six element come from? Like, how do you create that name? The name? Yeah. Um, it's like a combination of various things. Uh, back in high school, that was like, we were discussing names and stuff like that for like a, a group that I was a part of, my boy Shaka and my boy Julian. Like in McNair, like we were like um, one of the things that came up was Sixth Element. Like mm-hmm. I think I came up. Did I come up with it? Because like I was always like a fan of like just like uh, like the Fifth Element, like uh, Captain Planet. They had like five yeah, five yeah. elements. Uh, Warriors of Virtue had like just the five element warriors and stuff like that. Like Chinese cultural, they always have like just like five elements. So I was like, uh, yeah, we should be like the sixth element. And like, I believe my rap name back then was Pyro. Um, my boy Shaka went by Shaka for the most part. <laughs> then uh, he became D Hayes. And, D Hayes, yeah. yeah. And my boy Julian went by So Purpose Poetic. And I, uh, we changed our name to Poetic It. And I just took up the moniker Sixth Element. And the Sace, the Sixth Element, came in from when, like, before I started rapping, like, I would just, like, it was just, like, a day where, like, I'd be rapping and I'd just be, like, Sace, like, before everything, like, mm-hmm. everything, every, before, like, that was just, like, my, my calling, mm-hmm. my calling before I started a verse. And I Googled, like, Sixth Element, and it was just, like, so many things, so many rappers with that name. So I was just like, you know what? What if I just went say the sixth element? It's a little redundant because mm-hmm. it's just like six to six, but I it sounded good. It sounded good. But yeah, that's like the origin tales of that, of where that came from. <laughs> nice, nice. Who who yeah. who who influenced you like in, in, in this MC rap game? Oh um, who's who who's your biggest influence? Like who's your go-to guys or a woman? So like you said, oh, this shit's hard. I could I couldn't write something off of this. Who's inspired? Um, like when I first started out, I would have to say like I was trying to write like Method Man, mm. Fife Dog, Chip Foo, and Slick Rick. Like mm. that was like when I first started out. That's hard right there. Yeah, like I was a big like just fan of all of them. Uh then like as I like those four, I can always go back and listen to and like gain inspiration. Um, then it was like cannabis, 
like I was always a fan of like the the lyrical folks. Like I was always a fan of like the people with lyrics, like Killer Priest, Cannabis, like Wu Tang. Many mm. bro, Wu Tang. Like yeah, uh, got into Eminem. Then I discovered uh, Lupe Fiasco, and it was just like, mm, like my mind was yeah. It was just like that's where that's where I want to be. Like right now, I'd probably say like. The guys I look up to are um, probably Lupe, Royce, Daylight, Homeboy Sandman, Mickey Fax. Yeah, Royce to Five Nine. He did this song. I think it's 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 part of um, that first vert uh, A side, right? Because the B side came out for uh, music to be killed by or something like that. Music to be murdered by. Yeah, by Eminem. Yeah, uh, boy, you, is it you gonna learn? No. Uh, hey, don't learn that the hooks like that boy you're gonna learn let's see boy i think i know what you're talking about yeah Hang on. i can't yeah. i can't i can't i can't put it on youtube right now uh yeah. because of the, you know the terms and conditions right. yeah. yeah but it's like boy you're gonna learn like his his part is so fucking fire yeah like he ends he ends it with something like um uh is, he talks about like segregation yeah, uh, like integ- sometimes it's like integration, segregation. He's like base segregation, something like it's where the fuck I want to go. Yeah, I mean, right. dude is dude is just like he's disgusting. He is disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of Royce, because like I don't know, like I always look at him and I say mm-hmm. I describe him as the perfect blend of um Eminem and Elzai, mm-hmm. like. He's that perfect blend because, like, Elza is another just top tier MC that I listen to, like, on the regular whenever, like, I'm like looking for like inspiration or writing. Stuff what is it like called? That. L.I.'s? That's not Elzai. Crooked Eye, right? Nah, Elzai. Elzai. Okay. He's from he's from Detroit. Got it. Got it. Like, yeah, like a lot of a lot of my favorite rappers are out of like Detroit, Detroit. and stuff like that. Yeah, Detroit. like him, uh, Danny Brown's dude. Uh yeah. Danny Brown, yeah. Yeah, like female artists that I listen to. Um, I'd probably say like Jean Grey, um, Snow the Product. Mm. Uh yeah, like Frivolous Shara. That's another one that like I look to and stuff like that for like inspiration things. Do you do you yeah. listen to to do you listen to like any any mumble rappers? Um I mean, it's funny because a lot of people say that, uh, like, uh, it's it's funny and hilarious at the same time because, like, there are, like, lyrical mumble rappers out that people would classify as, like, mumble rap and things like that. That I'm just like, yeah. But, but I think uh, I think that I think the the bad, like, the bad reputation, uh, reputation that the mumble rappers have is, like, you can't understand what the fuck they're saying. I mean, I don't know. You can sometimes. Because, like, there's that, um, what is that one song? But there's that oh. song with, um, uh, what do you call Wait. it? Zim, 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 Zim. You hear like, uh, with, oh, the um, lifestyle? lifestyle? Lifestyle song? Yeah. Like, it's dope, but, like, you got to be honest with yourself. Can you understand Shay saying? So when people sing it, like, like, Zim, Zim, Zim. And then um, this dude comes in. Um, 
what's his name? Uh, he's he's with Cash Money. Um, Lil Wayne. Nah, I have Lil no Wayne. idea who's on. Uh, it's it's Young Rich, Young uh, Rich, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. But yeah, no, um, like um, probably like somebody that got classified as a a mumble rapper that I enjoyed was um, Twenty One Savage. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like he got he got put into that category, but dude, nah, he he, I I don't really like how he raps, um, but. I will say that he has some very nice lyrics. Like, dude is dude is nice. Like, I enjoy it. Yeah, I don't like, know. He has, like, like he has that song with um, um, uh, what do you call it? Post Malone. Yeah, Savage, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Like his uh, his rock star. Ver- is it Savage or rock star? Rock star. Yeah, he has his lyrics. He has nice lyrics. Man. Uh, now his vocals, me hearing him, I, you know, I, I could care less. But yeah, as like, as as he's gotten old, he's gotten better though. It's one of those things like like Gucci Man, like Gucci Man, uh, like when you first, I could have stand Gucci Man when he first started. And he's, eh, I didn't like how you rap, but then as the years progressed, he did like a, uh, is a I think it's called like Black Scarrow or some shit like that. Like he's yeah. gotten way better. I mean. Never really listened to Gucci man like that. Like I know so icy. Gucci. I know so icy. Uh that's it. From oh. there, from there, I kind of branched off with young Jeezy. <laughs> I'm on the young Jeezy side of that fence right there. Oh shit. Jeezy Snow, man. Jeezy <laughs> Snow. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. And wow. I was like, man. And you're you're a bit you're a bit I know you're a big fan of like uh Slaughterhouse, um like the Joe Buddy. Yeah, Joe yeah. Buddy's yeah, I'll follow him. Yeah. Follow are, are you, Joe you, Ortiz and Crooked Eye as well. But um, Crooked Eye changed his name, right? Yeah, he's King Crooked now. Does he really have a crooked eye? I think he has a lazy eye. He might have a lazy uh, eye, yeah. yeah. King Crooked. He's, yeah. he's King Crooked. Yeah, him, his brothers are. Like um, Horseshoe Gang, his brothers are disgusting. They are just yeah. like Crooked Eyes. Like King Crooked is probably slept on a lot, but dude is dude is disgusting. His brothers are disgusting. Royce the Five Nines, little brother Kid Vicious, mm. is disgusting, disgusting. And they have like tracks together where they're just like, like it's just amazing. Amazing because their brothers, like Royce's brother, raps like Royce, and Crooked Eye, King Crooked's brothers, raps like they have like that caliber mm-hmm. with the chopping and stuff like that as well. Like they rap like King Crooked, and it is just like, do they make music like, or is this something you don't hear because it's not commercialized? Um, yeah, I'll probably or, say it's stuff is- that. Stuff yeah. that you don't hear because it's not commercialized, but like, yeah, like, um, Kid Vicious, he has, um, oh, what is it called? Because he has like three, like, how Royce came out with, he came out with like the bar exam and he had that, that, uh, that series. Uh, Kid Vicious had like, I believe it was Sikkim, mm-hmm. I think that's the name of the series, mm-hmm. yeah, I believe. 
Yeah, but he had like his own like mixtape series and stuff like that, where like he was just putting out tracks and like on a few of them he has like records with um Crooked Eyes, uh, King Crooked's um, brothers and stuff like that. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it. It's called the Sicker mixtape. I'm I'm happy that like like um like M and and the Royce the Five Nine are, are like. Because if you look at like those document, the beef documentaries, they were at war at one point. Yeah. And do because uh, the killing of proof, they got like United and that's like his right hand man. Like they've been through so fucking much mm. uh, on that BS. Um, uh, I would like to see like what the fuck happened to D12. They got that album. I mean, yeah, no, nah, like they they're still cool and stuff like that. Like I just mm. think like folks just probably I know. um. I want, is it, yeah, it's Denine, yeah, so it's the same person, yeah, like, Denine, he, uh, he produces, he produces, and he does a lot of tracks with, uh, voice and stuff like that, he did a few tracks for, like, Slaughterhouse, where, like, the beats are just disgusting, he did, um, what is it, uh, that, you go on. Yeah, but it's, it's it's hard. These are these are all. Uh, can fucking talk again. They are all talented rappers. Yeah, like Joel Ortiz is really nice. You know, Joe Budding, you know, Crook, uh, King Crooked. All of them are nice, but like, you don't hear a lot of them because it's just not commer- commercialized. Man. You know, like they won't make a, a they won't make with like like who's the top rapper right now? Um, Little baby. The the baby or the baby, yeah, the babies, the yeah, little the baby, the babies, yeah, the babies. Yeah, you won't you won't hear like you won't hear their music on the radio like them. And what's crazy, like, because you if you if you look back like on, on Little Wayne's album, Little Wayne says much crazier shit on their on on his albums and his commercialized than what what um than what uh, like the group slaughterhouse would, would would say you know oh yeah and like then you you'll have like future you know talking about lean you know mods all that shit that should get commercialized but then you have like slaughterhouse it's like they're really talented uh mcs that make music it's not as much commercialized and they can fucking rap you know maybe future could could put some bars together but he doesn't have the half of talent of you know these people yeah but um, people like they like melodies and, mm-hmm. and that's what something you can dance to and yeah, stuff like I, that I, especially I watch, nowadays with tiktok with tiktok yeah, being I, popular yeah i watched uh interior drink champs with uh cameron and and he explained it the best like when he asked uh like who's his favorite rapper like between jc or nas and he explained like well a wo- like a, a woman, a girl who's messing around, something like that presented to him is like, you know, when you listen to Nas, you don't want to get basically you don't want to be in the club getting preached to, yeah, because Nas has that that lyrical, you know, historic, you know, like fundamental shit, you know, yeah, and then like you listen to Jay Z, you know, you're in the club, you want to get, you know, big pup, you know, big yeah. pimping in the in the club, so. I I I I, to- I I totally understand that, you know. But then you know you have some rappers that you can't play shit in the club. 
some song and they're like number one. Yeah. You know, and you can't place you in the club. So that's just like that goes back to my theory that a lot of things is like very monetized. Like I don't want to listen to to talk to to talk about uh, six nine and radio uh, on the club. Yeah. You know. Takashi. Takashi. Oh no, man! His stuff, his stuff, like say what you <laughs> say what you want about the kid. Say what you want about the kid, but his stuff kind of is is. Did you see? Did you get to see the? Did you get to see the documentary on Hulu about him? I did not. I did not need to watch that. I'm not into that guy's personal life. That is his business. Oh man, I watched it. I fucking. It took like a dry. Like you could tell how times have changed, right? Yeah. Like it took a, a a a. How everything got like, like they got called in the feds and all that shit. Mm-hmm. It was his driver. Yeah. Like his driver, uh, he was a driver. He was like undocumented. ISIS got him. Yeah. And they basically one day when he was in the cell, they approached him and he took the deal. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I feel bad for him because Tsaki, like Tsaki, fuck, I can't even say his name right. Takashi? T- Dan- like, Daniel? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel, Sir Daniel, <laughs> Sir Daniel was was constantly putting himself in a risky situation. That like, like if you read it between the lines, like his driver was constantly fucking get him out, getting getting him out of. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just I don't know. Like now it just seems like he's doing the most for attention, mm-hmm. especially with like all the passings that's happening and the way he speaks about him. Like it's just like, bro, you gotta, you gotta call him. Like you shouldn't be talking like that. Yeah. You really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I watched his other interviews, like a uh, little Dirk, a Dirk, like this old this, this OG was saying. Um, he he talks a lot like death. He has that negative energy. Yeah, and he keeps talking about that energy, and that's what he's bringing. You know. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know if if, if Daniel, um, I, I you know it's hard because that's just like a, a a stunt publicity. You know, like the the more ignorant you are, the more the the more you're gonna get views, the more money you're gonna make, the the bigger you're gonna get. You know, but yet he's like he's antagonizing. Yeah. He's antagonizing and like everybody is like everyone wants to fuck them up, right? Because they're not like keeping their distance. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, man. It's like you can't be touched because you have security and you're in a hideout and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But like, you're you're asking for it. It's not like you're being apologetic about everything that's happened. Yeah, you're yeah. At, you're bringing more and en- more of that energy towards you and stuff like that. It's just wild. It's yeah. Well for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I I totally understand everything. Like, the reason why he says it is because I protect his family, blah blah blah. But it's like, you know, once you 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 you're in that lifestyle, right? You choose to be in that lifestyle because everybody wants to be in that life. You know, you 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 have to accept. You got to accept the consequences. You can't be, you know. Now, oh, shit got hard. You want to get out. Like, you know, yeah, man. That's why he would never rise to the to the ranks. Like, 
No, another Spanish rapper by the name of Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. I love that guy, man. Not gonna lie, man. The dude is like he living it up. He living the yeah, dream yeah. right now. He's living the dream. Like I remember the first time I heard him in a car. Just putting like, Puerto Rican in the map. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like the first time I heard him in a car, uh my nephews, they were playing, um, like, we were riding around, and they were just playing, like, different artists. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this reggaeton artist sounds like that of reggaeton artist. And he came on, and I was like, who is this? Like, he made me stop and asked him, like, because this is like, yeah, reggaeton Man, artists tend to, tend to sound like other reggaeton artists. And I'm Man, like, who is this right here? And they were just like, oh, it's this guy called Bad Bunny. I was like, he gets it. Yeah. He gets it because like he's rapping in Spanish, but like it's not like uh the regular cadence. Mm. He's rapping like with the like I'm like this dude's like a one man amigo right here. Yeah, and then yeah. like he just yeah. kept progressing with it, kept progressing with it. And he, was, he loves, he loved like you can tell he loves. He's constantly giving homages. Yeah, like to to X Y and Z, you know, veteran, you know, even with the shit he did with WWE. Yeah, like he everything he does, he loves. Yeah, you like know? yeah. For me, what what um what really sealed the deal for me was because like I don't know when like reggaeton really started like popping off here in the U.S. Like and everybody was on like the Daddy Yankee Daddy Yankee wave yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like Daddy Yankee was was high. He was he was nice. He was okay. But for me, the one artist that like really stuck out for me was um Residente. Yeah, that guy at and I was just like and. Yeah, Yes. Because he's also he's also different. He yeah, he's, he's a lyricist. Yeah, he's not, he's he's a lyricist. He's poetic. Like his the way he 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 writes his rhyme is not it's not a regular. It's not a regular rapper. No, you know it's not street bars. He he'll probably talk about the same thing, but he use different words. But like he, yeah, he's he's a lyricist. Yeah, he he was take, a lyricist to me. His his uh, you know his um his 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 notebook is the canvas yeah and he's, and he's just painting words so like you like he has this song that i love um i think hirafa giraffes yeah i think he talks about his mother or something like that and it's like you have to, you you have to look at it as an artistic view yeah you know and and also the word the you know the way he writes his music is like almost like a, a universal language that every you know every type of Spanish demographic can understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not like if, you know, like if you, you go to New York, they have one slang. You go to uh, down South, they have another slang. You go to North, it has another slang. You go to the West, different slangs. So you really don't know what the fuck they're saying. Probably talking yeah. about the same thing, but you don't understand what the fuck they're saying, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I always liked them, you know, uh, fucking White Lion, Elias, who, who, you know, made his first album. Uh, his first song was Todo uh, Sang- Sangue de Salchicha. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally different. And, and it hooked. And even each gangster growing up when I, when I was singing that song. Yeah. I mean, it was so like PG, though. It was a rated R song, but it sounded PG. So yeah. everybody was just, um, was really getting it. Uh, uh, he came out with the song Rene. I don't know if you ever heard that one. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, you gotta listen to that. That's deep. That song is deep. That shit, that song, uh, the first time I heard it brought so many uh, terrifying memories growing up. Like, it's deep. You gotta listen to that shit. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, seeing Bad Bunny work with like uh, Residente, like, I was just like, yeah, this mm-hmm. guy, he's they, definitely. They did, yeah, they did that off of Puerto Rico. Yeah, uh, the um, Gucci, like that. Yeah. They did that one. They did um, Beacoso. Uh, Beacoso, yeah, yeah. Like and just all like the activism that they yeah, doing. Because yeah. like I know uh, Residente, like he was like his music was like banned in Puerto Rico for a bit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he cussed <laughs> out the governor. <laughs> no, but he had every right to. Yeah. Every right to, you know. Yeah, fuck that. He had every right to, man. He was also on the Hamilton mixtape too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, on um immigrants, that should be that should be a fire song, right there. Yeah. You, you know what's crazy? Like um, uh, Charlemagne the God. Yeah. I I don't know why he's a god. he's no god. He's just fucking Charlemagne. Anyway, um, he'll shit on Spanish rapper. He'll shit on them. Um, but it's like, I, you know, when I hear sometimes him talking about shit like that, like his, his favorite rapper has never sold the much, how, how uh, has, uh, never sold albums has, as like the Spanish rapper has sold. Right. Yeah. His favorite rapper doesn't have the half of the money over these Spanish artists have have. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like. It bothers me sometimes when he critiques them because his favorite rapper has, like, that's why you see, like, 50 Set joining with Wisin Yandel and T-Pain. You get what I'm saying? They, they're making money. That's why a lot of a lot of ventures, like Universal and Sunny, all these major labels are jumping on the Latino bandwagon. There's money to be made. You know, but, you know. That's my that's my um that's my problem. Anyway, um, you've been doing jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. You've been you've been uh, killing pro style, pro style, pro style, Brunswick Center, Brunswick Center. What is it? One eighty three Brunswick Street. Yeah, <laughs> Jersey City, Jersey City, New Jersey zero seven three zero two. Get it? Get it? Pro style. <laughs> how how's this been your experience? Because of, because of you, I actually joined. Yes. <laughs> because of you, I saw you fucking. Uh, I don't know, choking somebody. Oh, you had him in a triangle. Yeah. I saw a picture you posted. Like, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. The sex that's, that's element. Been, that's been fun, man. Yeah. That's been yeah. that's been fun. That has been fun. It was funny because like um. I, I've been looking to get into it for like a minute, probably like year mm-hmm. for years now and stuff like that. Cause like I always wanted a, um one of like one of the regrets I had from like transferring mm-hmm. high schools. Cause I went to Hudson Catholic for like two years and I played football there and ran track. Mm-hmm. And one of my decisions I was gonna make was I was gonna stop playing football my junior and senior year and just join wrestling. Cause while I was running track, when we were in the Jersey City Armory, the wrestlers would be there running stairs with people on their back. 
So mm-hmm. I'd get done with track practice. And that's when you know, what's crazy. Sh- I was I was telling them I was the other day. I was talking about you to them. And mm-hmm. I was like, don't sleep on Thomas. I was like, that motherfucker's strong. That motherfucker used to fucking go from his house in Jersey City all the way to, to the galaxy. He had fucking weights in his yeah. backpack. He would walk it or bike it. And like, this motherfucker had a like six pack. This motherfucker's ripped. <laughs> like, don't sleep on him. Yeah, like, it was just funny because, like, um, I would do that and I wanted to wrestle. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was just like, but I transferred to McNair and they didn't really have like a wrestling team or anything like that. So I just yeah. stuck with track. And like I came back and they opened up a school by where like a MMA school by where I used to live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was just like, I really gotta check this place out one day. But then like the like I moved and you know, like mm-hmm. uh I was able to get like funding together. So like I was just like, okay, let me look up local Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes. Mm-hmm. And I found ProCell BJJ. I went mm-hmm. in. Yeah, hooked. Yeah, but yeah, it's man. funny because like it's like I'm there in the class and like at the end of the class, like uh Professor Brian, like he's just like, let me ask you something. Did you used to go to Hudson Catholic? I was like, yeah. And like I looked at it, I'm like, I knew you looked like he's like, I knew it. Like I recognized your name. <laughs> and I'm just like, I knew you looked familiar for somewhere, but I just couldn't figure it out. And it's just like we were in the same class at like Hudson Catholic and stuff like that. Yeah, man. I and would love like, to I would love to have him in on the podcast. I, mean, I don't I don't yeah. think he would do it. I don't think he takes me that serious. <laughs> no, no, I nah. ask him. No, nah, he's, yeah. he's 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 honestly he's too busy, man. He's he's dude, that guy. He's a teacher. He's an editor. He's a photographer. He's doing a hundred and one things, bro. Like, yeah. you want to talk about hustle? He's a hustler. Like, it's not easy what he's doing. You know, he wakes up five, four o'clock in the morning, takes his first classes. He has that gap uh, into the afternoon. But in that gap, he's either editing mm-hmm. uh, pictures or videos. Uh, coming up with, with uh, strategies to to promote his content, or he has his private class, yeah. And you know, and it's him doing everything, you know. Oh, yeah. and sometimes guys, especially if you're you're green like us, we get to you know, you know, be rough around the edges because we don't have that experience, and yeah. you know, without knowing, we're roughing him up, you know. Yeah. Like he, you know, he's a fucking boss. Like it's it's not easy, man. Big ups to him. He, yeah. He's doing a lot. You know, and it's, you know, it's worth it. I love it. You know, I, I like I said, I saw you in, a, in an Instagram. I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Trying to, do, trying to do some choking shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh. been- that same day, that same day I called. Yeah. I, you know, I think Brian picked up and I was like, I, I want to make an appointment. And I went that Saturday and um, I told him that, let me, you know, because I think like the the only thing that like people stop doing jujitsu is either injuries because it's still physical, but yeah. also the I think for me it's you know they can say whatever whatever, but the first thing it, it's you know jujitsu is kind of pricey. Yeah. Any any mixed martial arts you try to it's pricey. Yeah. So you know, so I looked back at my numbers. You know, I was like, all right. I told my wife, you know, I can you know do the monthly. Or I can pay for the year. Yeah. And not feel it. You know, and 
you know, next thing you know, boom, I, I, you know, I, 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 I completely invested it straight out the bat. Yeah. You know, like I, it's something that I also was trying to do for years. Like I remember, you remember back in the day when everybody was working uh, in such and such place and everybody was trying to be a cop. Yeah. And like, you know, I always had this thing is like, damn, I'm, I'm short than the average, you know? So like, you know, just putting myself in, in the cop shoes and, and, you know, trying to take down or whatever extra reason, you know, I can't, you know, I have to come with a different strategy. Yeah. But from there on, I was just thinking how, how can I better myself in this aspect if, if, you know, necessary, I need to get physical. So I always thought of jujitsu. It's always something I wanted to do. But, you know, I, I, throughout the years, I did my research and you know, there's a lot of Renzo uh, Gracie, Gracie, uh, uh, jiu-jitsu classes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't want to do the, the generic brand. Like everybody's trying to be uh, uh, Gracie, Gracie, Gracie. Everybody wants that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that the baddest, I wanted somebody upcoming and new who, who wanted to put their name out there. Yeah. So when I saw you and then I started going to classes, everything connected. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's been history ever since, man. I, I fucking, I fucking enjoy it. It's yeah, fucking man. fun. It's, 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 it's enjoyable, man. I really do enjoy going to the class and stuff like that. Cause like, most of the time, it's like you're getting choked out, but you're laughing at the same time. Yeah, like, it's, just, like, it's, like cra- it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because most people will like most people will look at you like, "Why the fuck are you doing that?" Yeah, right. Um, it's it's crazy. I like it because it's like it's it's kind of therapeutic, but also yeah, it it's is. like it's like physical chest. Yeah, like I know when I when you know. When I now that I have a little bit of experience, when I try to roll, I'm not trying to choke. Yeah. I'm trying to maintain my posure. And if I have any submission or idea in mind, I'm trying to maneuver myself to get you to the to point A to point B. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, when you go to these tournaments or you, you know, they're like 10 to 20 minutes, you know, and you're rolling around. So you got to build your stamina. Um, yeah. Like cool. that was that was one of the things that like I used to at chess like uh he had like a there was like a brown belt that he used to train I think his name was uh I think his name was Rick Ricardo I think his name mm-hmm. was but um like he came in and like just like the way like he just like he um he was just using me as an example mm-hmm. to like help like just give like example like different openings and stuff mm-hmm. like that and i'm being just folded all types of way he's just like if i don't have this here i can immediately go to this if i got this i can go to this mm-hmm. and it's just like such easy transitioning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i was just like how great are you at chess because like it just seems like that's what it is to me like yeah you're like a physical you're a physical chess like physical I, chess you know what's crazy i i'm horrible at chess but I love it. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I have it on my phone. I, and I have a little, like a, one of those little mock-ups I play here alone, but I'm bad at it. I realize I'm, I'm fucking, I'm bad at it, but I, I love it because it's like, it stimulates your mind. Yeah. Right. And the same thing with jujitsu, like it gives me that, that, that like, like it helps me compose myself. Right. Yeah. And not uh, act rationally. 
and try to like you have to have that balance so enable you could get whatever you want to do completed yeah so it's it's helped me physically and mentally which is two attributes that i um you know i've i've wanted always wanted so um fucking brazilian jiu-jitsu pro cell yeah let's get it pro cell bjj yes let's get it pro cell yeah, it's right. it's been it's been a blast. It has yes, been a blast. Yes, yes. Like just learning from like different uh different people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this is wild because it was like um just like rolling with like different picking up different aspects and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There was like this one girl that I rolled with for like one time, and she was just like, yeah, you know, just look at people like a table, and what you want to do is just take a limb. And unbalance the table, then push the table. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, you know yeah, what's crazy? Right. The I, I feel like the smaller the person's, the the smaller the person is, the dangerous they are." Yeah. Oh yeah. There's yeah. some. There's some. Especially, <laughs> especially the women. The women, bro. The yeah. the one I've rolled with are extremely dangerous. Yeah. Like they're all nice, uh-huh, and, and you'll see them like do whatever, but then you know out of nowhere they get you, bro, and yeah. you're like. You're like, how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> that was happening to me. Yeah. Where, like, I'm sitting there, I'm trying, like, because, like, the first time, like, I, I think her name was Christy, I want to say. And it was just, like, I go to, like, get her down in my, like, guard. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she was just like, nah, that's not happening. Nah, and, like, uh, I just yeah. fought, quickly yeah. pulled out. I fell over. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Brian's like, Thomas, you okay over there? Like, <laughs> 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 oh man but it's been, it's been a... <laughs> <laughs> no sir <laughs> no no don't you see what's going on oh yeah. shit uh, it's, it is fun man um, I want to do something like I want to like I want to do like um, I want you remember when you used to do commentary yeah. wrestling Oh yeah. Uh that was fun. I want to do the same thing, but like I wanna like I wanna shoot it like uh like a um but like a basic beginner class. Mm-hmm. So I wanna I wanna go like live on a, like a certain social media and and just you know shoot it and then you know like I'm just pinpoint like basic. Yeah. So like put like a, a basic match, uh no winner, no loser. It's all about technique. Yeah. basic technique and, and commentary and, and do like commentary on that you know so it's like you put like every friday there's like uh there's like a, a mini match a 30 minute mini match and but it's basic you know yeah. there's no winners no loser it's not even draw it's all about technique how can we perfect that basic technique how can you be accustomed to that technique you know yeah like i've been watching a lot of flow grappling <clears throat> Like, you know me, my mind is always fucking coming up with new things, how to iterate. And like, if we, if we do it like on his like Facebook, on his Facebook um, uh, group and where yeah. that you have to, you have to be a part of uh, Barilla Jiu-Jitsu to invite, we, you know, it's good content, good basic content. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people would actually gravitate to that, you know, and, and give that dangerous um mentality as it's dangerous and and you know you can get choked out to take that and change it to a positive yeah because a lot of people get scared yeah well like it's like 
it's fun and stuff like that. Yeah. Like him just commenting. Like just like even like the little things like he says, like, yeah, you know, yeah. watch your elbow or oh, like, man. just like, like I love it. He killed <laughs> he, he kills people. He's he's such a good guy, man. He's yeah. such a nice person. You know, he'll kill you with kindness. Yeah. Like he he's a fun instructor, and then he you know, he'll actually get down and teach you this is what you're doing wrong, you know. Yeah. You slide your 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 leg here, your arm here, or turn here, and then you know he'll he'll you know he'll he'll take his hand and pat you in the back. He's like try to breathe, you know, yeah. deep breath. You know you don't want to get all all, all like how do you say like spazzing like out. Up. Yeah, yeah, that was like out. one of the one of the first few things like I learned from taking the class and stuff like that because like on the bottom like it's always like yeah you always want to have the person on the bottom like struggling yeah and things like that dude but, like, i love being on the bottom yeah because like i love helps. being on the bottom i do nothing i do nothing i do it nothing helped, it helps so much because like it's just like everybody's like where do you want to start i'm like bottom because you know yeah. you can work on like your escape and you have somebody on top of you and it's just like okay i just got to remain calm mm-hmm. and wait for like my opening or like if i sometimes i'll mess up and yeah. wind up in a in a thing and i'm just like oh i messed up okay but you know what it is like a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people are afraid to get choked yeah you know or tapped out and i i making me like i say i love getting choked out and tap tap tapped out because that's making me a better individual how to control on um, defense yeah so if you don't constantly fall into failure, right, yeah. you're not going to learn. Yeah, I think it's so, a great way to embrace, yeah. like, how they say, like, uh, failure is, like, the best. Yeah, the teacher. Best. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a great way to, like, um, just fall into, like, how you said, fall into it, like, just, mm-hmm. just face failure. Yeah. Because you're uh, constantly just going in there. You're going to get tapped out. Yeah, a lot of people, like, like, a lot of, like, at least for me, right, my thing is, like, when I'm on top, I don't, I never, like, I don't, like, even though I have the opportunity, I don't go for the submission or for the choke. I don't because like that, that would mean I'm going from A instead of B, I'm going A to C, you know, like I need for, for me, I need to control my balance, my composure. I need to learn how to dominate from the top yeah and assess the situation rather than quickly you know jump into hold so a lot of times like brian be like you got the choke take the arm bar (laughs) and and like why do you take it and like because i'm so heated you know in that moment you know grappling i'm not able to express myself and so he can understand me so like i'm like i'm trying to take it step by step you know choking out and getting to submission is not priority because you're just putting yourself like if you go on a tournament and you're you've been used all time since you're going straight for the choke, you don't know that the the main part is the composure, yeah, and able to control the person on top or on bottom. So I'm, I I usually don't go for for that quickly. You know, there's a bunch of times that somebody as soon as we tap, they're they're already choking me. Yeah, they're already trying <laughs> to get me. Ready, and like when like. When I'm on defense, I just you know I'm waiting for them, and when I'm on offense, I just I'm 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 you know I'm very a nice guy. I'm waiting for them to get ready, yeah. you ready, and I said you ready, tapped out, and then I'll go you know try to look for my ways and, and get it. But you know a lot of people just straight up and, and and 
you know, go straight for the kill. Yeah, man. Like, it's, it's a front. It's a front yeah. stroke. Shit. I'm, I'm hurting today, but I probably, I don't know. I'll probably still go. Yeah. Well, I, get, I gotta get Isaiah to go to more classes. Yeah, Isaiah's my boy, man. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's physical, he was, man. He was another one that I brought into the thing. Yeah, yeah, like because he lives in the building that I work at. So like it was just like, like he was he was tell like uh we was talking about it, like um just like presenting jujitsu. I was like, yeah, I go uh, here, and he was like, oh, I gotta check that. Like he came. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a journalist. I didn't know yeah. that. Oh yeah, he's a journalist. He brought his own book. He's doing a lot of great stuff. Uh, like I said, I, hopefully next week I get I'm have him on the podcast. Yeah. Um, like we traded. Um, like he gave me Stephen King on writing, mm-hmm. and uh, I passed him the Save the Cat book that I had. And stuff like that's that. what's up, networking, bro. Mm-hmm. It's always awesome to network with with awesome people, bro. And especially people you can relate to. Yeah. You know, you can be yourself. Um, but Chung, it's been great talking to you, brother. Yeah, great talking um, to you too, man. Before we leave, tell the people where we can find you at. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sasta Sixty. Yeah, there you Sace go, guys. Sasta Sixty. Um, come hit him up. Say what's up. He's an awesome guy. You know. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you for joining me. Uh, thank, thank you for, you guys for joining me, me too. Um, Have a blessed day. Peace. I'm out.